Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan Switchy Corner. My name is Pagan, and today I am joined by a familiar friend that you have all heard on the show. You heard, I believe you heard her last summer, and I want to say it was right after the horrible Roe versus Wade being overturned. I think it was right after that, but the wonderful, the awesome, and the powerful voice of Carrie Connor. Carrie, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. That that I I probably went off about that, didn't I? <laughs> we we had some righteous anger in that. I think that's actually what I titled the episode was righteous I think anger. You're right. Yes, yes. There was a whole lot of that righteous anger going on. I think we were all pretty pissed off. <laughs> can't honestly say it's gone yet either, but Oh, uh, yeah, we can't we can't talk about the fact that it's gotten any better because we sure as hell know that it it's hasn't. Worse. And it's worse. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm I keep hoping for the best and the government keeps disappointing me every day so <laughs> it's it's not a good time but you have been a busy little bee you have a new book that comes out here in like not what, a week yes uh, yeah in, like yeah. a week yeah I, I think i i saw that amazon is saying that they're shipping in one to two days now the technical release date is april 8th but mm -hmm. i've seen it started it started to pop up in places oh I've good other places have it for sale so I'll, I'll get it up on my etsy soon i tried to do it from my phone today that that didn't go too well <laughs> technology <laughs> is a burden but for everybody who's listening carrie has a new book that is coming out officially a release on april 8th uh, and is Conjuring with Cannabis, Spells, Rituals for the Weed Witch. And it's actually a fun little read. So if you're into any fun. kind of cannabis smoking, I suggest you pick up a copy. Even if you're not a cannabis smoker, there's still some really great rituals in there that you could, I guess, omit some of the weed aspects of it. But there's still some really great stuff in there. And I think it has something for everybody. So everybody who's listening there will be links in the bio you guys know where to find them and all that good stuff if you'd like to pre-order a copy obviously you'll you may get it before april 8th you know who knows but officially as of april 8th that's when copies will be officially shipping out from amazon and all the good stuff so if yeah. you want to get a copy the link will be in the description check it out jamless plug is done there we go carrie let's talk about this book it was sure. awesome it was so good <laughs> I might have read a little bit of it high a little bit on my own weed, but hey, you know, that's what the book's there for. Exactly. What was the you whole know, I I used to be it? so scared of weed, honestly. Same. I was so <laughs> I was so scared of it. I've had so many people tell me that yeah, they were so scared of it. And I'm telling you, back in the 70s, especially, they they did a really good job of propaganda. In, in making us scared of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to reclaim the grass, man. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we need to accept that this is a plant. And I am not a person who says, oh, it's the cure-all to everything. But you know what? It does a lot of good. It does, it do does a lot of good. So yes. more good than, than some of the other plants that we prescribe and I'm I'm saying this as somebody who I, I know now that I was an opiate addict. I didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't like going out and trying to score because I didn't have to. I, all I had to do was go to my doctor and he, you know, I'm still in pain. So he would up my dose. And the problem was, is I was still always in pain and I was just 
Lucy. Yeah, because it wears I off have, so much faster than the wheat does. Yeah, and it and it didn't work. It didn't ever really work for me. So he just kept adding more and more and more. And I was on so many opiates at one point. And I, I said, I am so done with this. I'm tired of all of this crap. I want this to stop. And so I just stopped taking it. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't smart. <laughs> no. <laughs> Been there, done that myself. Uh, I it's, didn't know. it's not a good time yeah. to I just not know. cold turkey I I had opiates. Flu. I thought I had the flu and I was going through severe opiate withdrawal. And now I know I could have died from the opiates. I could have died from the withdrawal. And anytime I think about that, I light a bowl of weed. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? It ain't going to kill me. Now, here's the thing. I will put this out there for anybody who is new to weed, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Please go with the smallest dose, the lowest concentration. Yeah. Start yes. very, very yeah. small. Do because, not start with a vape. Uh, don't yeah, don't, don't do that. Start if, with a vape. And I if, know people who did that. And it's like. It's so depressing and so aggravating that a new person to weed could walk into a dispensary and said, hey, we want to try something. And the person behind the counter sold them a 76% THC vape. And this happened to people I know. And that, that, that shouldn't have happened because that's way too much for somebody who is just starting out. I mean, that's a lot for people if they have only been smoking like flour their entire life. Mm hmm. They take a hit off a vape, it hits them hard. It does hit hard. <laughs> I had a, a vape when I first um, started using, I used Delta 8 because that's the only thing that's legal here. But when I first started using mm-hmm. Delta 8 here, um, you know, that was what I started with was a vape. And I would take the smallest puff off my vape that I possibly could. And I couldn't walk. Uh, my head was spinning laying down like it was the whole like have to put one foot on the floor drunk thing exactly (laughs) and it was still terrible i don't recommend vapes um i use edibles i use 25 milligram edibles and i cut them into quarters because that's all i can handle i cannot handle anything else my daughter cuts her five milligrams into quarters Yeah, it's what you can handle. It's what you can do. And you can go into a dispensary and you can say, I want the lowest dosage of whatever you've got that will help with X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be. And if they try to sell you something above 25 milligrams, ask for lower because honestly, it's better to go small and build up than it is to build down because building down might be a trip to the emergency room. Yeah, my mead motto, my weed motto, that's kind of hard to say. Weed (laughs) motto is low and low. Mm -hmm. It ain't a race. (laughs) You you, you don't have to see. And it's not as fun, honestly. No, it's it's scary when you get too high. high, Exactly. And you get scared. You are never, I shouldn't say never, but you're not going to. You're going to have a harder time learning how to enjoy it if you freak yourself out first to begin with. But if you start low and slow and you get to pay attention to what it does to you Mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, I like that. Let me try a little bit more of that. And experimenting is part of the it's it's the fun of it. Mm -hmm. But if you try to do it all at once and be just like, 
okay, well, I saw that Carrie said something about a peak experience and shadow work. So I'm going to go out and take this, this oh, big God. old hit off of a bong <laughs> when I ain't never smoked nothing before. And I'm going to get in my comfy zone and I'm going to learn all about everything. You are going to end up in the ER. Yes. You your heart will. rate's going to go through the roof. You're going to feel like crap and you're going to be yeah. scared out of your wits. Don't, my, don't, my don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Five of them all had to go to the ER because this guy sold them a 76% vape. Don't do that to yourself. Oh, and it's expensive. Besides, it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't waste your money on something you are not ready for. And don't waste your money on an emergency room bill because you tried too much at one time. That's why I always talk about when you're, when you're first starting out, have a friend with you. Yes. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, have it's not like an asset to kind of be your sober buddy. They did that back in the days when they were experimenting on with LSD. The military, when even when they experienced with LSD, they didn't just send some dude off and say, "Here, go check this out." They had people there to observe and to pay attention and to make sure somebody's okay. There is nothing wrong with saying to a buddy of yours, "Hey, I'm going to get high. Would you check this out with me?" You know, I kind of akin. The the whole having a buddy with you in the, the really high experience and all of that to anybody, I you know, those who are listening, I don't know if you guys remember when I spoke with uh, Stephanie Woodfield and Stephanie Woodfield talks about when she does trans work, she has to have somebody there to kind of pull her out, make sure she's OK, make sure she's hydrated, make sure she's not going to pass out because trans work can be just as hard on the body as a heavy duty high can. And it's kind of, I guess you could almost say when you look at the different brainwave chemistry of it, it's the same kind of thing. It puts you into those theta waves and all those different things. And when you get into those states, the brain kind of forgets to tell your body, hey, you need to eat, you need to drink, you need to do all these things. And you can stay in that system for a long time because your brain is in the happy place. And yes. it wants to stay there. It's not in the chaos of the waking world. And it doesn't have to remember to do all the million things. And it gets to just kind of shut off for a while. But until you're ready to understand how to pull yourself out of that or recognize that the high is coming down, it is good to have kind of a buddy there with you just to be sure that you are being safe. And this would even count as transport if you don't know how to pull yourself back yet have somebody there who can help pull you out because you may stay in it way too long and that's not safe for anybody and i am a big believer in trance if you want to be in trance absolutely also if you don't know how to do that kind of thing and you're learning from a book and all that your experience may look completely different from the authors just for the record so so. make sure you're doing it safely and if you're not sure how to do it safely ask questions. I'm always happy to answer those questions to anybody who's listening, just for the record. So that being said, yeah, I would definitely akin the, you know, first time high person to that trans work as well. Not to mention there's some really cool trans work stuff in this book as well (laughs) to do with weed. (laughs) Um, Which is like your shadow work stuff, which I love the shadow work stuff. I thought that was so good in the book. Some of that, I know, I'm trying to remember which book is is where Crystal wrote parts of it. I know, I'm pretty sure she did help with some of the shadow work part. She she loves to write the shadow work stuff. She's she's the one she has to cut hers into quarters. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but this was fun for us in a way, too, because these are both my kids. 
Right. I wrote this book with my kids. So I did one with Crystal before. And this time I, I'm like, so, hey, Tyler, do you want to help out? And he loves to grow. He he has so much fun growing and and he's 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 he'll talk to the plants and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> so he was excited to be able to work with that. And I mean, some of the stuff I know it sounds so corny. It does, but it is fun. <laughs> it's like when you have a silly little rhyme going on mm-hmm. in your head. How can you be in a bad mood? I don't think you can. I mean, you know? I think you could probably start in one, but eventually you're going to be like, this is so silly. And you'll end up laughing about it because it's so silly. But it's it so is. much fun and, when and you get to that point and you're just like, yes, I don't even know why I'm doing this. This is hilarious. With, with plants, too, they've they've learned. They've done studies that a plant that has happy, positive uh, affirmations, give it to it, works better or grows better than a plant that doesn't. So sing silly little ditties to your plant and enjoy it. Why not? I love that. I, I'm <laughs> a big believer of talking to my plants and I treat them like my children. I'm, you know, I'm like, what are you doing? How are you growing today? What's the thing? How's this? Oh, look at this little leaf you have here. And, you know, I, I treat them like my kids yeah. because I grow them like my kids. <laughs> There are so many things in life that we look at and we're just like, I'm not going to do it. That's silly. So. <laughs> so, so what? Life's too short not to be a little bit silly at this point. Exactly. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Somebody going to make fun of you? Then that person has some anger issues they need to work through and that's on them, not on you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. So you got to write this with your kids. Um, what was that kind kids. of fun experience with working with your kids and, you know, seeing also how they've grown as practitioners and you know contributors to your books and all that you know how how was that experience for you it's it's interesting watching them um especially tyler didn't think he'd have much to contribute he really didn't and i'm like you do the growing and i know that you go out there and you, you sing to the plants and i know this and so he i think he was really surprised of how much he could contribute and that was that was kind of cool to see because he didn't realize how much he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows he knows like how to grow, but he didn't realize how much of the rest of it he was really already doing and that he had something to share and to contribute. So that was that was fun. Um, it's fun watching my daughter because my, my daughter is she's a lot like me. She has known she wanted to be a writer like forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can ever fully remember that's never changed. I always wanted to be a writer and, and she's kind of the same way. She's always wanted to be a writer. So I, I wanted to give her the opportunity to see what it was like. And now she is working on some of her own stuff. And so that's cool. I don't know that Tyler will ever work on a book again, but he got to work on a book. So he's happy, but it it, it was, it was fun. Oh, that's so awesome, though. And that's so awesome about your daughter, too. And I wish her the best of luck with all of her writing adventures because, you know, writing can be a lot of fun, but it can also be a major headache. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what we do. It's it's the we're almost like gluttons for punishment. Yes, I would agree with that statement when it comes yeah. to writing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What was one of your favorite aspects of the book? 
honestly, okay, this is going to sound so absolutely positively ridiculous. <laughs> um, we were trying to come up with a name for the Mary Jane Magical Mulch. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane Magical Mulch. <laughs> Because I have used this stuff for a while, and we 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 called it the stuff in the jar. <laughs> and so now it's like, I can't just call it the stuff in the jar. I have to come up with some kind of a name that actually will describe a little bit of what it is. And what it is, it's like we just take um, trimmings, cuttings, all of that stuff. You grind it up. You soak it in some Everclear, and then it, it starts fires. You, it's your fire starter. If you want to use it to um, burn herbs, you can, you know, throw it in a little bit of your your cauldron or whatever. You light it up, you throw your herbs on there. It, it's an alternative to using the charcoal tablets. And we've always just referred to it as the stuff in the jar. So <laughs> we had to come up with Mary Jane Magical Mulch instead. I love that. It's so cute. <laughs> It's I see so, these so are cute. some of those weird corny things, but you know what? I got me some Mary Jane magical mulch and I love it. <laughs> hey, that's the best way to do it. You know, you do what makes you happy, especially in today's world. You got to find what makes you happy because there's not a whole lot of happiness going around the, the world right now. Exactly. So find what makes you happy. Way, it's a good way to use if you're growing. It's a good way to use all the bits of the plant that you would otherwise not use. Absolutely. Also, make sure if you're growing, grow in a legal area, please. Please don't break the law just because you want to. Yeah, yeah grow, grow where it's legal. If it's not legal, then, you know, use the Delta-8 stuff. That's okay. I have the feeling that we will see federal legalization within the next year. Oh, one can only hope. That'd be great. But, you know, we'll do what we can until then. I'm I'm hoping I'm keeping I'm my fingers hoping crossed. Too. I'm, I'm, we'll, I'm hoping too. We'll see where thing, things with the government are stupid right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna leave it at that. We don't want to get too political on you guys because there's so much nope. politics floating around right now. It's it's not even funny. But, but yeah, but we are getting closer. We're definitely getting closer on uh, federal legalization. So. I love it. I, I can't wait for that day because that's going to make so much life so much simpler. And honestly, it really was something that should have just stayed legal. But yes. if you don't know the history I, of weed, I, I it's really also very interesting realize, to learn. Yeah, it still hasn't even been 100 years. It has no. not even been illegal for 100 years yet. So yeah, it, I would really love to see it get changed before it is. You know, mm -hmm. that would sooner than later. Yes. And yeah, if you're somebody that's interested in history and you want to learn about the history of weed, go look it up. It's actually really interesting if you're a history buff. Um, it's, it's amazing. Annoying. <laughs> when you I, read about, you're going to get annoyed if you're a weed buff, trust me. But at the same time, if you also enjoy history, it's really interesting to learn. About. Yes, it's 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 very annoying to know that. It's it's so much has been covered up and we've been lied to about so much. And it's just so ridiculous that one of the biggest things that we've been lied to about is a mm -hmm. plant. Yep. A plant. A plant that was grown <laughs> by our, our first founding fathers. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, that's so crazy! Is, though I am, I'm, I am just for out. I am a hundred percent sure this is really why they want to ban TikTok is because TikTok made people so much more um, connected and educated. And educated, we know what's going on far more around the entire world now. It's it's far more international. That's just it. Mm -hmm. It's far more international than any of the other apps. And we've learned so much about what's going on around the other world and what people think of us. And that's why they want. I, to I will say one thing, I, and I'm not going to get too political on you guys, but if you don't know about the ban on TikTok. Don't look up ban on TikTok. You need to go look up the Restrict Act. Yeah. And then you yeah, need to call your congressmen and your senators and you need to tell them that you're against this because it's so much bigger than TikTok. Yeah. Trust it's, me, it's read the Restrict bigger. Act. It's actually really terrifying. Please go yeah, read it. it. That's all I'm going to say. It gives them the power to pretty much control anything they want to control. Everything. They can shut down anything they everything. want at any time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. really disturbing and way, way, way terrible terrifying so if you don't know about it please go look that up again it's the restrict act go yes. look it up go read it don't don't read news sources about it go read the bill itself because trust me when you read the bill then it's going to all make sense to you why you need to be really angry with the government for trying to do this <laughs> yes. on that i'm not going to say anything else about it because i like i said i don't want to get too political but that is something that everybody needs to be fired up about and really needs to be fighting for because this impacts everything, everything, oh, sure including does. this podcast. So if you like this podcast, Can you imagine if, if if email disappeared, <laughs> how would the world function? Well, I mean, honestly and truly, like, imagine, how would the it, world though, function? If, well, we'd have to go back to the way we used to do things, and wouldn't that be a freaking boost for the U.S. Postal Service if everything had to be mailed again? I'm just saying, <sighs> I, at this point, I don't know that I wouldn't put, if we get too many people in there that want to put things back the way they used to be, we we could lose things like internet. We could definitely oh, lose yeah. internet. It, so it would be the internet death of the internet. around in the 50s and 60s. Y'all want people to go back to the 50s and 60s. Well, there was no internet. <laughs> there was an internet. Well, there was internet, but like most well, of us kids that yeah, grew up in like the 80s and 90s, there wasn't really internet in everybody's home. Like you maybe no. had it. At I work. was, I, I know now that I was one of the first people really that was online. I mean, I was online back in 1989. I think we had internet in our house in 95 i think is yeah i mean i, I had, had, had the dial-up modems back yep. in 89 and i mean aol was on like version 2.0 at the time and was nothing mm -hmm. more than a message board uh the 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 biggest the biggest bbs at the time which was a bulletin board system you could have like 10 people talking to each other at one time that was around here. It was in Naperville. They had, you could talk to 10 whole people at the same time. So crazy to think about. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about. And now we, we have AI that runs the internet. So um, it, it's really, really a crazy, crazy time to think about. But yes, definitely check that out, everybody, because that's something that's, again, the, it, it will affect this podcast. 
Like it could make yeah. this podcast completely go away. So if you love this podcast, you need to go and fight for it. If you don't know what to do um, and you're on TikTok, look up the Restrict Act and how to fight it. And trust me, there's about a billion oh, videos yeah. on TikTok on how to do it. Um, they will tell you all about it, but I highly recommend it because it's it's disturbing. So um, segueing back to weed and awesomeness. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you have any books that you're working on for the future? Do you have any like classes, anything that you've got coming up for the future? Yes. So future. Um, and I keep thinking it's August and it's July. So it's freaking me out. So in July, <laughs> I have a it's going to be the weed witches journal oh nice um uh which way publishing and it's a guided witchy weedy journal very cool and that's I which way publishing? so excited about it what was that that was which way publishing which way publishing very nice yes um so i'm 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 looking forward to doing that um i actually have a proposal in uh, with Llewellyn right now that I should hear about something soon. Um, I'm work I'm working on a lot, honestly. But uh, one of the things I I recently decided to do, um, I'm gonna write my autobiography. Okay. And I, I seriously, I've had people ask me for like 25 years to write my autobiography, and I decided to start doing it. <laughs> and it partly it, it's it's because honestly I've had so much freaking trauma in my life and at mm -hmm. the same time it's going to go over all kind of a lot of the trauma but also my my spiritual journey pretty much started when I was six years old I just didn't realize it at the time mm -hmm. uh because that's when the dude I thought was I thought Jesus came to tell me my dog had died <laughs> I mean, Jesus is a cool dude. I don't know if he would ever do that, but maybe. I mean, maybe. Well, and there's a reason why I thought it was Jesus. So there was this picture that was in my house. We had this picture of this guy it was all over my house. And if I would go next door to my aunt and uncle's house, who lived right next door, because we were out like in the middle of the boonies, they had the same picture. And then if I went to my grandparents' house, who were on the other side of them, they had the same picture. So I figured this picture was in everybody's house. I knew it must be Jesus. It was my brother who died before I was born. Oh. Yeah, it was my brother. And I didn't find this out until I was eight years old and my mother died and my dad took down all of the pictures. And I said, why is dad taking down all the pictures of Jesus? <laughs> and my aunt's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, why is why is dad taking down all the pictures of Jesus? And she's like, honey, that's not Jesus. That was Denny. And I had heard of Denny, mm -hmm. but nobody ever said this picture is Denny. So I didn't know. And so I, that's how I, I realized then that. It, see, I had seen my mom after I died, too. But when I realized that that was Denny and not Jesus, then I realized that my mom wasn't even the first dead person I had talked to. Denny was. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, when we have a Samhain over here, everybody in my church has talked to Denny at this point because he thinks he's a ham and he gets on the Ouija board every <laughs> Samhain and he talks to everybody. 
Everybody in our, our group, they all know who Denny is. They know exactly when it's Denny on the board. They can, they've all become so accustomed with his own energy that they know, they all know now. It's just, it's kind of funny. So I know my dead brother through a Ouija board. And that's it. That's really interesting. So and then I, I saw he, when my dad died, he, he came and got my dad. My dad died oh. in my arm. And as I was holding my dad's body, my dead brother and my father were standing behind the hospital bed smiling at me. That's so sweet, though. So I've, I've seen Denny. Honestly, I've seen him several times. He, mm -hmm. he pops up every now and then. I've only seen a few, actually seen a few spirits. I, I hear them frequently. Um... But actually seeing them, it's it's generally Denny. And everybody thought, I mean, they all told me I looked just like Denny, like my whole life. I actually just posted pictures on my Instagram and my Facebook author page. So y'all can go check that out and, and see how much I looked like my brother who I never met. And being witchy, you know, people are like, well, are you sure you're not him? You're, you're not him reincarnated? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Because I talk to him all the damn time. <laughs> We all talk to Denny. My kids call him <laughs> Uncle Denny. They never met him, but they call him Uncle Denny. Oh, that's cute, though. It is. It's kind of funny. That is very cool, though. <laughs> so, he comes to the family get-togethers. <laughs> and all of this is going to be in your autobiography, right? Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. <laughs> I'm very looking forward to reading that because I think it'll be a fun read, like all of your books are. Um, you know, obviously... You know, talking about your past and your history and all that but still it's going to be one of those things that i think is going to be a really cool read and obviously it, filled honestly, with lots of spiritual wisdom like all your books are one of the one of the biggest reasons why i have always put off writing it is because i think people once they they, they read my autobiography they're going to think it's like a dark comedy fantasy or something because so <laughs> much has been so weird I was like, I, I never used to think that, oh, gee, I went through so much trauma as a kid. And now I can look back and be like, let's see, I was molested by my cousin. My mom died when I was eight. Grandma took over, but then she died when I was 10. My dad remarried, so I had a stepmother also when I was 10. Grandpa, who lived next to us my entire life, died when I was 11. And by the time I was 13, my brother was in rehab for being a Coke dealer. How the hell did I not notice you know, I didn't mm -hmm. notice. I didn't notice. And then by the time I married my first husband at 19, I'd been so used to abuse that I thought he was going to be my savior. And he turned out to be just another abuser, too. And then second husband, I knew he was an abuser and I married him anyway. So, you know, it's like I know I went through all of this stuff because I was trained to do so. Mm -hmm. I was literally trained to do so. And you know what? Bitch got the fucking whistle now. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to reading your autobiography whenever it comes out. I am, it's going to be an interesting read. I guarantee it. Uh, for those of you who are listening, if you have not checked out any of Carrie's books before, she has lots of cool, witchy, 
weed-friendly books. There's lots of them. I have several of them, including 420 Meditations, uh, Wake, Bake, and Meditate, and also Conjuring with Cannabis. So if you haven't checked out any of Carrie's books, go check them out, especially if you're a weed user. I promise you, you're going to have a good time with them. And if you're not a weed user, Conjuring with Cannabis will still probably be up your alley. And it's okay that you don't smoke weed because there's still some really cool stuff in there that you can still practice with. You can always adapt it to your own. I believe even Carrie talked a little bit about making everything your own and doing it your way. Uh, So making sure that you're following your path and your direction is always your best bet. And Carrie, this has been awesome. I always love having you on the show. You're so much fun to chat with. (laughs) Thank you. I just stuff scoops out of my mouth and half the time I don't know where it comes from. Well, you know what? It's still so awesome. And again, as always, you're always welcome back on the show anytime. Um, When your new books come out, let me know. I'd love to have you back and we'll talk more about them. Sure. All right. Well, everybody, Carrie's links, all that good stuff is going to be in the show description. Go check them out. Connect with Carrie. Make sure you look at all the stuff we already told you to look about. We're not going to talk about that because we'll go down a whole nother rabbit hole talking about that again. But check out all the stuff I already told you to check out. And I guarantee it's going to be great. And everybody, stay safe. And I'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody.